Welcome to this episode 226. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. We're back. Another podcast. We have two games that just passed. And you're in good spirits because the last one is was 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 well, fantastic. The last one was a good result, yeah, right? Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great it was a, time. It was a big night, you know? It was a great time. But you know, the the, the one before that, if we yeah, had recorded yeah. another show in between, then oh no, this would be a bummer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just crack that open here. Let's get my my hazy LA IPA out of the way. Um, it's a hazy, lazy afternoon here on Thursday. Oh, it is Thursday. It is Thursday <laughs> indeed. That is true. Uh, so, uh, welcome back to the show. Welcome thanks, back, Thanks guys. for everybody. I mean, it's only hey, been a week. We've been doing? here. We're here still. Scheduled yeah. a few days We later. just saw each other yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how are you guys feeling after this after this win? I, maybe we'll go a little bit backwards here, but how are you guys feeling after the win? Um, I felt like it was expected. I I I felt like we were going to win this game in general. Um, it was it, it it was a good performance. Uh, you know, for a midweek game, uh, atmosphere was great. It was fun. I had a great time yesterday. Um, yeah, overall. I don't know, Lewis, your first game back in person? How, how are you feeling, man? Uh, it, it was uh, surreal. Uh, going back into the stadium, that's for sure. Um, felt uh, like I haven't, hadn't been there in ages. Uh, 16 months to the day, exactly. Uh, since wow. the last time I was uh, at the stadium. You know, March 7th, 2020. The home opener against Vancouver that was my uh, my last game so um yeah kind of a kind of a surreal feeling walking up the the uh the steps uh to get into the stadium we I, we entered through the i believe the uh southeast uh gate and so uh, we had to go up the, the all the stairs and um yeah it was almost like uh <laughs> I, I don't know it was just kind of a uh just a uh odd moment for me and i think i just took it all in once i got to the top and like you know i'm looking around kind of like uh a little bit in disbelief and uh just taking it all in as if like i'm you know seeing the stadium for the first time and um so uh, i'm not sure if you know bobby just noticed that look on my face or just kind of like just notice me um you know just taking it all in yeah but, he were a uh, little you know, bit. He, yeah. yeah so so he he puts his uh he he puts his arm around me and he says, "Welcome home." And so, you know, it was kind of hard not to like. Yeah, it was it was it was emotional. I mean, I didn't break down or or anything, but you know, I I obviously, you know, that 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 kind of hit the you know, hit right in the uh, heartstrings there. And then uh, Christian Conway, uh, we were hanging out with uh, him and uh, and Michelle from Simply Soccer. Uh, you know, before the game and and during the game, and so uh, about a few minutes later. Um, he he pretty much did the same thing to me. Just you know, kind of like just pat me on the back, like welcome home. You know, you're you're finally back. And so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of surreal for me. Emotional, emotional as well. And I'm glad that uh, you know, the the result, the 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 way we played. Uh, you know, the team that I was watching, um, was a you know just complete opposite of the last team that I saw. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um. Because I mean, the, the the funny thing is, is that I, I remember leaving the the game. I'm driving home, and uh, after the Vancouver game uh, last year, and my wife went to that game, 
and I remember telling her, I go, I, I'm, I give up on this team. Like I, I give up hope for this team. There, there's just no, they, they've hit the point of no return where unless they do something extraordinarily just different, there's it, nothing's going to change. This, this is the way that they're going to play. It's going to get worse. And, um, I had said that there's just, it's going to be really, really hard for me to get me to go to a game again this year. Like for me to just make this drive, um, and just, you know, spend the money and, and just kind of like spend my time, uh, to watch seemingly what I just witnessed over and over again. You're going to have to really convince me to like go out to the stadium to the point where I just, yeah, I just don't want to do this anymore. And about a few days later, we went on lockdown. And I'm like, I was, was just kidding, fault. man. Was yeah, fault. I'm like, I was just kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. So, you know, 16 months later, you know, I, I come back and yeah, it, it's just night and day now uh, where this team is now compared to at any point in 2020. So um, that obviously was uh, uh, very much uh, enjoyable. And along with the, the rest of the night with, you know, that had just a lot of uh, just good things going uh, just for, uh, for me, for all of us, just a lot of good things. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was just a really, we got the cookies, man. Oh my God. That was like literally <laughs> that was, the, that was the part of the night. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the injury time cookie, man. That was the entry time cookie. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was just a really uh, amazing night uh, for several reasons. And so, yeah. Uh, and now I'm to the point where, like, where's the next home game? And uh, you know, looking forward right. uh, to the to the next the one. 30th. And uh, yeah, the thirtieth. And so, uh, so yeah, it was uh, good times. Good times. Missed everybody. I saw you. Um, I saw you at the end of the game when we were. Well, I mean, you know, obviously we were hanging out together. But like at the end of the game, where, as we were uh, coming down from the stands, I noticed that you were just like hopping around, like you were jumping, and that, that's how I could tell. I was like, "Ah, oh, Lewis was feeling. Lewis is really feeling the game and like the atmosphere <laughs> and like the game day vibes. Like he's he's literally so excited. He's jumping up and down. It like was, that's how excited he was. It was funny because I caught that moment I'll, in earlier in I'll the day. I was doing the pee pee dance. Uh oh. I caught that more, more earlier in the day when he was talking to Conway. And you know when Lewis yeah. is in a good mood, like he kind of talks a, lot, a little bit faster and a little bit more with more attack. And I was just yeah. like, oh, he's in a good mood. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's just – and it's funny because it's true. You're you're 100% right. Um, and then my wife tells me the same thing. You know, she, she, she told me uh, – uh, early on in our relationship, uh, I think maybe like when we first started the podcast, uh, she was saying like, I love, which is weird because she doesn't listen to the podcast, but I guess whenever, uh, we were together and she was around and, or we were talking with uh, our uncles or whatever, and we were talking sports, whatever it is, whether it was galaxy or just something else. Uh, she goes, I enjoy like listening to you talk sports because you become so animated and you become like, you know, you're like already a good storyteller. So like you just kind of combine like that emotion with like whatever it is that, you know, and you just kind of put like all these details in it. It's it's really fun to to, to listen to you. Yeah. And it's, so it's something you're passionate about. I, right. I remember she and I, I remember she and I talked about that, too. And I, yeah. I mentioned to her, I was like, oh, yeah, when Lewis talks sports, it's it's pretty sexy. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she had so I had uh, when, when I told her about the night and like what had happened and, and everything, like one of the things I said was, I mean, I, I got to, t- to talk soccer again in person with other people 
Um, cause I don't, I don't really do that with my, uh, I definitely don't talk, you know, uh, galaxy with my coworkers, uh, that often or as, you know, in depth. And, um, I am literally in a stadium full of people where if I say something about the galaxy, they obviously know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, you know, we are going back and forth. 99.9% so, of them are right. Yeah. So, you know, so when I'm talking to, uh, you know, to, to Christian, uh, you know, we're going back and forth on, you know, what, what we're feeling and everything like, yeah, it, it's and after like a, a victory and after, you know, what, you, you know, what's been going on this season and just, you know, this, the, the symbolism of me personally just being able to return to the stadium uh, for the first time. Like, yeah, I was like super excited. And and like I, I that, that kind of went in my head where I'm like, yeah, I became animated again. You know, to, to talk this, you know, and actually have a, you know, debate and or, you know, just a conversation about the team that isn't just uh, all negative And, you know, we're just ripping apart this team. And it, it, it's it was just good vibes. And, you know, and the, the, the discussions that we were having, they were like, man, th- this is a good problem to have, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, like I, and I. You know, I, I'm kind of like uh, bummed that I didn't, I didn't get to talk more soccer with, with you know, more people. But you know, I did see a, a lot of people that I hadn't seen There's in more games. you know over for a year. So yeah, we got so, we got yeah, we got a few more games left to go, and and yeah. so yeah, that's that's part of the the enjoyment, you know, and and you know, as things as things move along and and more vaccinations happen and you know things uh, of that nature then you know hopefully we'll we'll get to do that so many more times uh through, throughout the rest of the year and who knows maybe a couple extra uh that are not uh currently on the schedule so um i guess i guess we should we should start talking about the games i did have uh some other stuff in the notes um but i think if we let's get started talking in the games and then we can move uh some of this stuff especially about julian araujo around a little bit we'll talk about that in between uh but first we'll go with the la galaxy versus sporting kansas city now before this game happened last week we talked about this game in particular and how we weren't sure whether or not we were going to measure up to kansas city kansas city's level and i brought up the point of like look kansas city has yet to play us and so they have to prove themselves to be at the level where they're at. And look, we lost the game, but you have to really, really love the fact that we were the much better team in that game. I'm not saying we won on the stats or we won in the stands or any of that bullshit because none of that matters. But the, the signs are there. We can be a dominant team had it not been for missed chances now we were dealt a pretty big blow right before that game started and that was the precautionary substitution to chicharito he was pulled during the warm-ups because of a calf issue and the galaxy has told us it's a precautionary uh sub but he wasn't available against dallas probably too soon maybe he'll be available against uh vancouver when they play on the 17th i think that'll really tell us whether or not we're in trouble or we're gonna be okay um so obviously you know chicharito was was a scratch um everybody else was pretty much the expected uh starter um obviously you're still uh missing uh Derek williams but you had viafania depew Kulabali and arajo in the back cabral vasquez grancier uh, Revolution, his debut game, uh, uh, and Leggett in the midfield, and then Zubac up front for the injured 
uh, Chicharito. And I thought we were going to be just fine with that. I think that that throughout the first couple of minutes of this game, I felt very comfortable and was actually surprised at the 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 sort of front foot that the Galaxy took. Yeah, yeah. so for, for me, I, I was very surprised at the the dominance. Uh, it was absolute dominance from top to bottom um, that they uh, they had over Kansas City. I, I thought it would be a little bit more of a back and forth game. Uh, truth be told, I'm actually a little underwhelmed with Kansas City this year, but you know they, they still get results. You know, yeah, very they, they're, still, they're, they're, they're still yeah. where they are in the table. Right, and so you know, after after that game, they were in first place in the Western Conference, and I was genuinely surprised that we dominated as much as we did. Uh, the oh, I think that, with the exception of obviously the the goals and the missed uh, opportunities, um, I think the Galaxy played a perfect game. I think either they had the perfect game plan and it was executed just exactly the way it needed to be and i i'm obviously encouraged and i and david i don't want to get too much into this but i will mention it because david did um texas uh while the the game was going on saying that you know this this might be the first sign of a deep playoff run is possible or is is now on the table um, after this, after the showing, and and I have to assume that when you mean deep playoff run, you're talking at a minimum Western Conference final. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so I don't want to get too uh, too in depth there because I I will say my piece and my opinion about that in the next issue of the Ooh. LA Desert House magazine. A little bit um, of sizzle. Oh, yeah. I got a little teaser in there, so you want to know what I, what what, what I think. Uh, you know, look out for issue number two. We'll go ahead and pick it up when, when when it's out. Probably next month, I think, Bobby. Yeah, but buy number one right now if you don't have it. Do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, <laughs> and 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 to segue and to, to like really quickly, uh, just you know, to everybody who's already purchased an issue, uh, everybody who is coming in late, you know, or, or I shouldn't say late, but I should say, you know, probably in the second wave. Um, thank you guys so much. Like the reception of the magazine has been absolutely incredible. Uh, I don't know, Louis, if you saw the LA Soccer Hub, uh, Gio Garcia put up his review of the magazine um, oh, yeah. uh, with the little video and stuff and, you know, nothing but but glowing uh, reviews about that. And and we've heard as much from from even Galaxy uh, staff members that, you know, that that they were pretty impressed with um with the, the the level so kudos to bobby uh kudos to you know you lewis and and anybody and everybody who contributed to like the content of the magazine but like i think um i th- i think we're in the right we're sort of heading in the right direction with the, with the magazine um in terms of the the quality that the, the galaxy fans deserve the community deserves for uh for for the content yeah david david said it said it all yeah Thank you, everybody. Great. Yeah, no. Like yeah, I thanks, said. thanks, everybody. And that, that was another uh, another good thing from the from the Dallas game um, that uh, I met some of the people that actually bought the magazine. Oh yeah, this yeah, was the first I, time I, you I, had personal feedback. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I had personal <laughs> feedback on it, and yeah, yeah, you, you can tell that they were like uh, really excited and, and really um, appreciative of what we did. Uh, usually, I can tell like, oh, you know, they're being polite. Oh, you know, you're not going to say, oh, this thing sucks. <laughs> you know, like so. But no, that they that there was genuine uh, emotion there. Like, man, this is like really really cool. This is, you know. Um, this is, uh, like, you know, something really fresh. No one's done this. So, um, that's, uh, that was pr- a, a pretty big, uh, compliment and just kind of, uh, you know, again, uh, another one of those just all around good things happening, uh, last night. So, yeah, I think, was, I think, I think the one. biggest compliment about the magazine that I've seen so far is, uh, somebody wanting it to, uh, wanting to get it, um, uh, you know, put it in oh, a diamond yeah. case yeah. and, and, and graded. And great, yeah. Yeah, I, saw that I would too. love to see it if he does do it. Would love to <laughs> no, see it. Cool, even if it's a mock-up. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't have to. Be, well, I mean, it'd be dope if it's real. But yeah, if you do, it's just <laughs> no, that costs money. Come on, don't that's do that. why it'd be dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it, it, again, like the the thing that makes uh, something rare is you know something that is a throwaway. So if uh, if we have a bunch of people collecting number ones, it's not going to be worth anything. So you know, <laughs> twenty no. years down the road, no, still, I want to see that thing on eBay for five hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> No, at some point it's gonna stop being for sale. So sure. get it now yeah, while yeah, you for can. Sure. Well, I, I imagine when issue two comes out, we'll we'll have uh, discontinued our run of of issue number one. It'll drag for a little while while All issue right. two is out, but there is a there will be an end point. That's that okay. That's good. That's good. We should we should keep it you know keep it keep them current. Uh, so back to the game. Back to the Kansas City game. Honestly, like when, uh, you know, up until up until a, a point in the game, I thought like we're going to not only are we going to win this game, we're going to be we're going to do it comfortably. This is going to be probably the complete game. Right. Unless something really drastic happens. And then <laughs> uh, and then Siga Kulabali goes down with an injury. For me, this is going to be I mean, I realize Siga is new to the team he's one of the very important pieces that has already been brought in and he goes down and that is a big worry worry for us not only because sega has been a a really good uh addition to the team but also because we had zero defenders on the bench for this game uh against kansas city so ryan uh revolution has to go back to play center back out of position in his very first game with this team. Um, he does a serviceable job. I mean, I don't think that revolution was bad at center back. It was just that he was really good in his midfield position up until that point. Yeah. And that's a I big think... shift. That's a big shift within d- during the game to make and stay on your, your toes. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. but still like it's a lot of freaking credit, man. Uh, the, the thing for me is, and I can go in several directions with with the Kansas City game. And uh, ultimately, there's there's two sides to the coin for every like little thing that you can bring up in the Kansas City game. So you know, in, on the one hand, you played a really really good game, but you lost it. Uh, you had you created several opportunities, but you couldn't put one in. You made very little mistakes. You you hardly made any mistakes, but those mistakes cost you the game, uh, essentially. And so, you know, to me, this this was just a, a, a really big missed opportunity all around. Um, when, I, when, I, when I look at that game, um, 
I really feel like it was kind of the kind of a perfect storm. Um, like everything surrounding it was just just one big huge missed opportunity. Um, and we're not just talking about like the chances in front of goal that the you know that the galaxy missed. Yeah. Um, but it also you know we had said look well if if Chicharito is down someone has got to step up, and now all of a sudden all eyes are on Cabral. Like okay. If you know, if you had any moment to shine or to any, any moment to step up, this is it. Like this is the time where you will basically get back into the good graces of you know Galaxy fans who are starting to lose uh, a little patience uh, with you. And so this is the time for you to step up, become the goal scorer, and uh, you know lead this team into victory. So that was a missed opportunity for Cabral as he missed you know uh, a few chances. Uh, in front of goal, um, the, the Galaxy had they won the game, they would have had sole possession of second place and still have a game on hand uh, over Kansas City. So missed opportunity for that. Uh, Seattle continues to drop points, uh, so you would have gotten a little closer uh, to Seattle. I think you would have been like a point, maybe two behind Seattle, and I think you have a game on hand on them. I think I don't remember. Uh, so that was a missed opportunity. Uh, there was just, you know, I think with everything that that's like, like, like that, just coupled with like, man, could have, could have, would have, should have, you know, you, you walked out of there with like, Jesus, like, how do you drop three points? Yeah. It's at home. That, it's four, it's 4th of July. It's like, you know, <laughs> like, like, there was just so much like good that could have happened and that it didn't. Um, but overall, I do feel that you got a glimpse of what this team is capable of and you did it without yeah. two DPs. You're missing, missing, leading, yeah, missing players. You're leading goal score. You're you're missing your two, presumably your two starting center backs in Sega and Derek Williams. You had a guy making his team debut. So you know here's a guy that just kind of got thrown into the mix and he did very well and the team played very well. There's still chemistry issues there, you know, it was encouraging you that, got, like, hey, yeah, you got you still... got one, you got one guy who's missing blatant chances on a dime, like, right. There's some, and, I mean, there's some, there's some balls in this in served up by Victor Vasquez in this game where it's like, dude, just stand there, just stand there, or hit your head, and it'll go, it, the ball will go in the net, like you cannot screw this up, and somehow. You know, <laughs> we yeah. we don't get we don't we don't get uh, uh, a goal. Um, I think the lack of depth is certainly a reason why we didn't win this game. I, but okay, so I will disagree. But finish your thoughts. I, I I think the lack of depth is the reason we don't win this game. But I also think that it's not necessarily the reason that we. Uh, sorry, the lack of depth was the reason we didn't win this game. Let me let me rephrase that. We did not win this game because we lack depth, but it was not necessarily the reason that we lost the game. Um, okay, so w- what I'm going to say is I-, I think that our depth is there, and it's because that it's there that we were and that we were able to put up not just a a, a fight where um, you know you're just kind of like hanging on. You actually dominated. This wouldn't happen uh, in in previous seasons. The fact that you had 
uh, Chita Chita go down. I think your lack of depth at striker that's always been an issue that has yeah, been an for issue last, for for like for five half years. decade. Yeah, for the last half decade, that has been an issue. If your starting striker goes down, who is you know who goes in not, there? Not since Ola Kamara left is yeah. when that's that since it's been an issue. Yeah, and so you know, aside from that position, I think everything else you're you're fine. I you had pieces where you can move around. You know, you had Revolution who's able to place, you know, center back, obviously. And if it was, you know, and if that wasn't the case, well, guess what? You had no center back on the bench. And it's not because just necessarily lack of depth. It's just that your players are gone for one reason or the other. You have you have a guy who's suspended. You have another one who's injured. You have another one who's on international. Oh, yeah, two that are injured. You have another one that's on inter, uh, two that are in on international duty. So, like, and, and, and you also have people Gonzalez who you hope never sees the the pitch, yeah. but was and, and, also on international duty. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he was one of those two players, and you know, the one time we're like, oh, we gotta throw people in there. He's not in there. Oh my god, or, you know, like yeah. it's just yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's it's a lack of depth. I think we have a lot of depth. I just think that. Uh, again, like this is the the, the, the part of the, the the schedule that we all saw coming. Like, hey, we're going to be missing some players due to international uh, to um, international duty. But you know, the Derek Williams suspension was obviously uh, you know k- kind of came out of nowhere. We weren't really expecting uh, Williams to be suspended for or you know make such a tackle where he would be suspended for five games um, and then um, have uh, injuries to uh, you know Sega and and Daniel Steris and both which. Uh, look to have been just kind of, you know, kind of soft. So it's like, oh, it's kind of worrisome where it's like, uh, usually those, you know, that aren't like with no contact, you know, that that's not a good thing where you're just kind of going down your own. So, you know, everything was just kind of there, like perfect storm. But you know what? Like we have the depth, the fact that we were able to fill in and we haven't really skipped the beat. I think that says, I think that shows me that there is a lot of depth on this team and they're more than capable of, you know, stepping up, or at least more so than they have been in the past few seasons. Um, do you do you think it was the lack of depth that cost us the game? The no the reason we the, lost. The reason we lost was obviously if, if you're looking at. Um, I, 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 I said think, I, I've said this before. With all the things with all the things stacked against us, I think this could have been a zero zero, and I would have been pretty fine with that. I would not have been fine with that. I think when you're watching this game, uh, le- you know, leading up to that first Kansas City goal, you still felt that you deserve this game. The Galaxy deserved to win this game. They have created chances, so it's not like they got to the final third and sure, then but just kind of lost. But against option. a good team, but against a good team that, again, you expected. We we had talked about this last week, and that you have we were against playoff teams. We had we hadn't done as well as we did against non-playoff teams, like we did against Dallas. So at that point in time, we thought, well, Kansas City is a playoff team. So we we sort of expected this was going to be the litmus test, right? Do we do we win this game? Do we lose this game? And even though we lost the game, we looked really good in this game. And I think, again, probably one of the most complete games that the team has played in a very long time. I think, I think, I don't also- think, I, I, I don't think, the lack of depth is the reason that we lost. I just think it was bad luck. Because I, if you I mean, look, no, if you look at the first, if you the, look at the, the first goal, we lost. Can, go, go, go. The Bobby. reason we lost is because we're we have lack of experience right now. This is still a team that is growing, is going in a linear path that is doing really damn well. Every game, and the game after that shows the growth 
of every of, of, of everybody that's on the pitch, of the coaching staff, everybody. And the only games that we the only game that we really can say we look really bad at was, you know, like the uh, the Seattle ones, pretty much. And um, the first one. Yeah. yeah. And even the second one, because we should have been a little bit better at that. But I mean, look where we are. I mean, I've said this before in the, in the past podcast and, you know, th- this right now, this moment in the schedule, this is going to be the, the, the litmus test for what we are as a team. Not if we're going to get to the Western Conference final, not if we're going to be fi- championships. It's just the litmus test of what kind of team we're going to be, be we're going to become from years from now in the next two years, yep. three years. Yep. OK, so right now, everybody is showing themselves of being strong, level headed and in the game. You know, and when we interject someone new, sure, there's going to be a little, you know, little snags here and there. But the way we're moving, it's 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 looking really, really good. And to have no, you know, to be missing DPs and to be able to play in that manner and losing Williams, everything, um, it just shows you how much how much we're how well we are right now. But again, you can't just expect every game right now for us to be blowing teams out. You know what I mean? It just can't happen like that. That's just not what's going to happen right now. No, but it's I, it's it's and, all and yeah, it's all about experience. Because if we were a much more experienced team, then yes, they would be a lot more level headed at the end of the game. They probably wouldn't have let those goals in. You know, they would have probably not lost focus. You know, for a few seconds. You know, yeah. that's basically that's yeah, basically and, and, it and, right now. And you talk about experience. You talk about experience. It's it's the it's the mistake from Adam Saldana, who is the one of the lesser experienced players, even though he's been very serviceable for the team. Uh, you know, that was a bad mistake that Saldana made and then put the defense in a bad position. But again, Vaughn makes that save and it's just a bad bounce that goes to, uh, you know, that it goes to a, a Vancouver goes, player. Or sorry, it, no, it, it, goes, it goes right back to him. It goes right back to him. Yeah. So I, I, I think that and that's why I call it, you know, and I think Bobby touched on it pretty well. I think the inexperience and and luck factor, you know, if, if Saldana doesn't make that mistake, I think this is a zero zero game. So. Uh, I, I will go uh, the, back to the, what you were saying the second goal, about the, the second goal is just is simply just the galaxy really pushing to tie the game and then they just got get caught I mean at that at that point you know you you throw everything at the 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 Kansas City to make to try and, and get an equalizer you know or you get caught on that counter you know you lose one zero two zero doesn't make that much of a difference in the in the long run. I, what I said uh, in in an earlier episode is, you know, when we're talking about, you know, we're beating non-playoff teams right now and you're not playing perfect. You're making mistakes. Uh, it is a work in progress and you're finding ways to win, which is a good thing. But when you play a good team, you know, how will the result, you know, look then? And so... This was the like these past two games were a perfect uh, perfect example. You make a mistake, albeit one or two, against a team like Kansas City, they'll make you pay for it. That's what good teams do. Yes. They capitalize on mistakes. They will make you pay for it. Seattle makes us pay for it. Who hasn't made you know who hasn't made us pay for it? Miami didn't make us pay for it, right? Dallas didn't make us pay for it. Uh, I mean, that's like you, you played. You, you, well, we played a really good game against Austin, a really good game, and that was up yep. until the Kansas City game. I think Austin, or actually, I think maybe uh, up until the San Jose game, I would say that Austin was the best game uh, of the season, and which is again a testament to what Bobby was saying as the, the season is progressing. Hey, you're getting more and more good games under your under your belt. So you know, it, it's it's the, the, the progress is definitely there. 
Um, but, you know, these teams aren't going to forgive you. San Jose will forgive you, right? Um, LAFC, for, you know, we were forgiven uh, by LAFC. You know, they're, they're starting to pick it up. But at the time, you know, it's like, oh, no, there's probably not a good team right here. And, and now it kind of showed that, you know, we made mistakes. They didn't capitalize. We did. So um, I think these past two games are like that perfect example. You made lots of, not lots, but you made defensive mistakes against Dallas. Dallas, you know, put more pressure on the Galaxy. Um, they caught up. We'll get back, you know, into the Dallas game a little later. But, you know, as far as uh, expected goals and shots and everything, it kind of evened out in the second half. And if this was another team, if this was a Kansas City, if this was a Seattle, if this was even a Colorado, I'll say, we probably don't win that game or we draw that game um, because Dallas is just a really, really bad team. It shows. And that's a team that's going to forgive you if you make mistakes. So I think these past two games, you know, kind of like highlight exactly what I was talking about, that a playoff team, you know, you can't do that. But I feel that the loss is kind of um, I'm not saying it's it's unlucky. I'm not saying that Kansas City got lucky. They they capitalized on the mistakes. They hung in there, right? Um, but I also feel like the Galaxy deserved more than just a 0-0 draw. I would have been kind of upset if it was a 0-0 draw because the way they were playing, um, they definitely deserved a win. And you can you know point the finger at who's to blame. You can easily point it to Saldana. You can easily point it to Cabral uh, for you know for missing uh, you know uh, chances and. You know, when Chirita goes down, that's when you're like, okay, who's gonna, you know, who's our goal scorer now? Who, who, who's gonna, who's gonna take this? If Chicharito is in that lineup, I guarantee, I guarantee that the Galaxy win that game. I hmm. guarantee the Galaxy win that game, 100. I, I, I obviously will never know the answer to that, and that's uh, that those are big what ifs. Well, we'll, that we'll find out later in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Whether or not they uh, win that game. But I feel that you know, like you, you put those passes that, you know, Cabral was getting um, and he had space and he had time and they were good looks. I, the way that Chicharito, Chicharito has been playing, there's no way in hell he misses those chances. Even if he misses a couple of them, he he's bearing one. There's just yeah. no way that guy is feeling it. We would be up at least two goals. Um, and it just completely changes the dynamic of the game. You're not pressing for another goal. You're playing your game, you know, even, you know, to, to start the second half, you know, where you feel, okay, Kansas City, you know, Peter Vermees is probably going to make his adjustments and it's probably going to be a little tougher in the second half. It's not going to be as dominant. It's not going to be as easy. Uh, you're probably going to have to withstand a little barrage here and there. You're going to have to be creative and finally get a goal in. But no, nope, second half starts. And guess what? The Galaxy picked up right where they left off. So I think just all around, the Galaxy played a perfect game minus, you know, where it actually counts the most, which is uh, scoring goals. Let me talk some stats uh, when it comes to that game because, um, Obviously, there's a uh, – um, well, okay. Let, let, let's just get into it. So, um, uh, Galaxy dominated possession, 54 to 46. The expected goals were at 1.91 for the Galaxy, 1.72 for Kansas City. And I'll tell you right now that a majority, and I'm talking at least like 1.25 at least. I don't know exactly when it started changing, but I guarantee that – the big chunk of that expected goal for Kansas City was in the final 10 minutes. It was there at halftime. The Galaxy held Kansas City to 0.05, I 
I believe, uh, at halftime. It was absolute dominance uh, over Kansas City. They could not uh, muster up any offense whatsoever. Uh, 1.5 goals in the first half, uh, expected goals uh, for the Galaxy. So the Galaxy should have at least had one goal, probably two goals. Uh, definitely needed two goals uh, before the game, or it looks like they should have had two goals before the game. So um, that's a little um, off the optics um, obviously don't reflect what the scoreline was. Uh, the shots were 18 to 12 in favor of the Galaxy. Again, most of those shots coming in very late in the second half for Kansas City. Uh, the same thing with the chances created. 15 to 10 in favor of the Galaxy. Um, but um, again, in the final 15 minutes is where uh, that uh, number is blown up for, for Kansas City. Uh, seven shots on target for the Galaxy. Six for Kansas City. And it, to, to me, it, it just, uh, again, it, it's, it's a missed opportunity here uh, for the Galaxy, who 100% deserved uh, a victory. And what I, overall, what I love what Greg Vanny is, is saying after this game is like, you know what? The time for moral victories, it's, it's gone. We need results. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need to win this game, which it's I love the mentality on. because at the end, be, because at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I'm encouraged by what I saw. You hung in there. You were unlucky. You were playing shorthanded. You were just, man, you can't make those mistakes. You got to finish your chances. And Vanny understands, like, nope, it doesn't matter anymore. You lost the game. There's no moral victory here. This is a playoff game. You're going home. You know? So um, I love that mentality. I love that, you know, the, the, the players are, you know, probably feeling the exact same way. So... Uh, I love that about this team, which is again a complete contrast from last season. Let's get into player ratings, guys. Who is a who uh, for the Kansas City game? Bobby, who was the highest rated player? Shit, that's so far long in my memory. Um, <laughs> for the for the July game, come on, for the July game, stands out. No, I was drunk that day, dude. Um... <laughs> which, which means which, revolution. You, know, means you can I'll just say revolution. I'm gonna be wrong anyway, so just go, just go. <laughs> all right, all right. So Bobby says revolution. Uh, David, who do you say? It's, it's got to be Araujo. Araujo is the guy. He's if if he's not, you're in the top two or three. Uh, again, soccer. What the hell? Uh, so I, I would have chosen, and I would have chosen this player, and. Turns out I uh, I was correct, and I'm gonna give him praise because I think of all the people who, you know, you needed someone to step up in this game. I think this guy stepped up. It's Grant Steer. Ah, nice. Grant Steer. Yeah, he, Grant Steer had a very good game. He had a very right. good game. Now right. he he had a very he, good he game. Have, did he have a breakout performance? No. Obviously, he's no. missing the goal. He's missing an assist. But I think in that Kansas City game, he had his best game in a galaxy uniform thus far. And yeah. at the time, <laughs> at the time you're thinking to yourself, look, Grant Sear figured something out and he's progressing, you know, it's slow, you know, it's not from one game to the next, you know, he didn't have a, uh, a, a, uh, a debut or first two games like, you know, revolution did. And we'll get back to him in, in the Dallas game, but um, he stepped it up. He was all over the place. Best game that he's had in a Galaxy uniform by a country mile. He's continuing to improve. And you're just kind of like, okay, come on, Cabral. This should have been you. 
or you should have been right there with him, you know. But uh, Grant here is the highest rated player at 7.5. That he he was my man of the match, and I I would have picked him for highest rated. Who was number two? Are you sticking with Araujo, David? I'm gonna stick with Araujo. Yeah, go with Araujo. All right, <laughs> all right. So I, I feel no. like you're gonna say like to Pew or something. So number two, no, you, you guys will probably be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Victor Vasquez at seven point four. Yeah, uh, okay. right behind Grant Sear. So yeah, I, I think that was actually a little obvious as well. Uh, David, you said if he's not top three, what the hell? Well, he is. He is top three, but he's tied with somebody else at six point eight. And uh, that was Sebastian Legette. Well, maybe, uh, maybe my, maybe my Araujo glasses are just, you know, that like right. they're, they're hard shaped at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I and I completely understand, obviously, because you know Araujo, we we obviously expect a lot from him, and you know even in his bad games, he still he does he still does pretty well. So yeah, yeah. Um, he's still he, he's he's like more than solid, right? At this point. So lowest rated player, who was it? Chicharito? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, with I'm gonna say Cabral, but you know, this is also a game that Ethan Zubak played in, so I'll I'll say Zubak. Um, Bobby, what do you say? I actually think David's first guess was right, Cabral. Okay, so Zubak got subbed off in the 68th minute, uh, so he didn't play a full game, but uh. Doesn't really matter. He he had six point one, but he was not the lowest rated player. Um, oh. The lowest rated player was Viafania at six point oh. Oh wow! And uh, he got a yellow card, so I'm sure that brought his rating down. Um, and we're talking field players because, unfortunately, again, when you're a goalkeeper, if you're letting goals in, you're not having a good game. So sure. Bond was at five point six. So oh, again, not again, not his fault. Uh, you know, so. That's off as far as field players. Viafania at 6.0 with the I mean, I think the yellow card is what brought him down. Um, if it wasn't for the yellow card, it probably would have been a little higher up. And then it would have been Zubak at 6.1 and Cabral uh, just barely above him at 6.2. I would have said Cabral personally in this game. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was your uh, that was your. Uh, your ratings. Uh, I'm I mean, little, like even, even with that incredible save that Bond makes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, at that point it was zero zero, and my God, when you when you see Bond make that save, you go, okay, we're not losing this game. We are not losing this game. And you know, shortly after the goal fell, but my God, what a save I mean, that was. I mean, I, I think for me, I mean, obviously, I, I'm now very, very much used to Jonathan Bond making these types of saves. You know, uh, whenever he's called upon. But I also feel that, you know, I don't think it was because of that where I'm saying we're not losing this game. I just felt like, look, the way we're playing, we're not losing this game. We're going to win. We just need yeah. to knock one in. So, um, again, kudos to the entire team there. Um, I am a little surprised that uh, Revolution's score, which I thought would have been a little higher. He was at 6.4. Uh, oh, I thought he, he had, he had a move, very – Yeah, out of position. Uh, yeah, eventually he had to move out of position. But I thought he had a very solid game. I thought he had a very solid debut. Um, and it's like, okay, it's only been one game, but I like what I see so far. Um, and, um, you know, ho hopefully that wasn't a fluke and hopefully he's a real deal. And, you know, obviously we're going to see in Dallas, like, Hey man, if, if you're not stepping up against Dallas, then, you know, <laughs> maybe it was a fluke or, you know, or whatnot. But, um, I feel that, uh, you know, uh, that was a little low 
for uh, for at least for what I personally saw with uh, uh, Revolution. Do we move on to Dallas, or do we have anything else to say about Kansas City? Uh, not really in terms of uh, Kansas City. I mean, you know, like I said, it was it was a. I thought the Galaxy had a good showing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let, let's move on. Uh, let's move on. And, and there was some stuff that happened in between the Dallas game. Um, Julian Araujo, uh, his contract has been extended. So we all assumed that Julian was going to be gone this summer. He's getting sold to somebody in Europe because my God, this kid has been, uh, pretty phenomenal. Um, signs a four and a half year contract extension, much longer than I thought a, a contract for Julian Araujo would have been. Uh, I thought if we're, if we had any shot at keeping him, it would have been, you know, much, you know, like a year, maybe two years, but for four and a half years, I mean, that keeps him with us until he turns 25. The, um, the, the thing is, is that obviously I am happy uh, for a couple of reasons. I, I'm happy that he's going to stay uh, in a galaxy uniform. I think that you know I, I was already mentally preparing that you're you're going to sell this kid uh, to a to, to a bigger club. He's going to go to Europe. He's going to go to bigger and better things. And you know, obviously, you know, that's what he's supposed to do. And um, we would have a huge drop off, just a huge hole uh, at that right back position. And it's like at a time when we are playing well and we're starting to you know. It's starting to click and we're still, you know, still not where we're still not peak of where we could possibly be. And, to, you know, to lose them, it's just like, oh, that's like that's like one of the big, you know, wrenches you can throw in this system. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so the fact that he signs, you know, again, a long term contract, which, again, this is Greg Vanny right here, you know, building that foundation like, OK, we're not we're not doing quick fixes. We're not doing loans. We're not doing one year contracts. Yeah. We're getting young guys. This is a three to five years. You know, you're going to be here for a while. So that was this it. is a, a structural load bearing right. <laughs> contract. Right. Uh, so, but the thing is, is that like if that's not to say that the galaxy still cannot sell a Rahul. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's not that, OK, he's he's guaranteed to be here for the next four years. He can still easily be sold. It just means that they are valuing him a lot higher. So if somebody wants yeah. to take him off their hands, they're going to have to pay a good chunk of change in order to do so. And again, yeah. this is good business. Whereas like, you know, in the past it's, Hey, we've let go of how many young guys, uh, young, you know, for free prospects for absolutely nothing. So there it is. I, I think this yeah. is like, well, if you're not taking it off our hands, we got a very solid right back, um, uh, a potential, you know, national team player, whether that's us or, or Mexico. Uh, but you have a, a young, guy who is definitely going to be an all-star uh in this league um so you know we're, we're going to be you know we're going to be fine and secure in that position as long as he's there but if you're gonna take it away from us then hey we just made you know a really good profit and guess what we're probably just going to invest it in the next you know which is that, what that, we should have been doing guy. this is what exactly. we should be doing this this whole time and and it's interesting is when we signed kevin cabral we there was a lot of speculation that Cabral was coming in under like the the U twenty two rule uh, that MLS had. You know, where you bring in a DP of a certain age, and you know it only counts as X amount against your cap hit and and this and that. 
And and because we brought him in as a full-fledged DP, it unlocked a different thing for the Galaxy, a different uh, sort of mechanism for the Galaxy to bring in young players uh, under 22. And it is a minimal cap hit on on your, your team, on your overall salary cap. And wouldn't you know it, Julian checks all the boxes that are needed under this new uh, under 22 initiative uh, that MLS put in place. So most likely Julian Araujo got a big race, but whatever, whatever, however much money he he's earning on top of, on top of whatever he was making before the difference for the galaxy on the books is only a plus 10 K cap hit. So you could be paying Julian $2 million. You're only going to be paying another 10,000 over, you know, over the, the, the cap, what, what you are already paying Julian. Um, which is which is a win-win, I think, for the galaxy and for uh, and, and for for the gal and for the the budget, you know, um, the uh, and 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 the way he does it is he can because he's a homegrown player, he we can keep him on this kind of contract until he turns twenty-five, and it also means that the galaxy gets to keep a hundred percent of whatever transfer fee we sell Julian for now. Previously, we were only able to keep an you know a, a small amount. MLS gets their chunk, and then the rest of it had to be used for uh, infrastructure, you know, academy things like that. Now this is a hundred, a purely hundred percent budget player budget uh, profit. So this is a stroke of genius, like Bruce Arena level genius move yeah. for the Galaxy. Yeah. It really is, and so you know, and we talked about it ever since but, Bruce Arena but, left. From a, everything, but, but but from a competition standpoint, Bobby, do you think that Julian signs this contract because he's willing to stick it out for another couple of years to see if maybe the Galaxy can win a trophy? Do you think that's the feeling that he's getting right now? Mm, I mean, I would think he would have have those expectations if he he is you know signing a contract for that long but i also think it's a different type of philosophy in the ways of younger players and how they think now like how dave lewis was saying you know there's he's supposed to go overseas and play for better teams bigger clubs and become you know a bigger player but i just think some uh, some of these younger players their philosophy is different they want to be in their you know in their hometown they want to be uh you know in 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 a team that they really really resonate with and it, it actually is you know, stamped into their heart, you know. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing I'm seeing a few of those starting to it's starting to change. It's starting to happen. That's just how I see it. Okay. Uh, sorry, Lewis, you were saying something about Bruce Arena. Oh no, I was just saying. You know, I mean, we we're we're all in agreement that once Bruce Arena left, is basically when this decline started happening. You, know, yeah. you, you lost yeah. your brain trust. Uh, you lost uh, the the most successful coach in in league history. So, um, you know the, the the fact that you're able to to do this again, um, you're finally uh, replacing Bruce Arena per se, and you're doing it correctly. You know, um, and so I think, um, like I said, I, I just just a lot of good things happening for the Galaxy on and off the field, and. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's something that we've been waiting for for 
you know, half a decade. It's, it's obviously, I'm glad it's finally here. Um, you know, the past five years have been rough. And, uh, you know, I, 2020 was with, uh, my breaking point and where I said, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm done. Uh, that there's just there's no hope for this team, and I basically became the, you know, the the Randy Quaid character in Major League, where it's like, yeah, like the, the like whatever they do, it's not going to happen, it's not going to work, it's nothing, nothing will materialize from here, and unfortunately, in 2020, that that you know proved to be true, and you know, going into 2021, I was very, you know, I'm I'm cautious, I I can't be excited that Greg Vanny's a coach, I can't be excited that you're signing anybody, it just doesn't really matter to me, and that I need. Um, you know, proof, and we'll know, you know, probably have a better understanding of what this team is made of uh, and what direction they're heading around June or July. And guess what? <laughs> yeah, right on, right on schedule. We know where this team is heading. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of good things uh, happening on and uh, off the field. Um, you know, business, the business side, but just, I mean, um, even the social media team has, you know, turned a corner. I, I actually, uh, I, I remember calling them out like a few years ago, you know, at the height of the whole, you know, your seat is your benefit, uh, you know, fiasco. Sure. It's like, hey, sure. you know, like th th there's something about like the culture. It's very toxic and it, it includes the social media team that's like, you, you know, give shruggy emojis when we get blown out and uh, just kind of like, you know, just kind of leaving the fans like high and dry, just not really reading the room. It's just, you know, you got to figure like, man, like whoever's in like just everything has to change from top to bottom. And guess what? Like this year, it's like completely different. Those were completely such weird different. Days yeah. Thinking about it now, yeah, yeah, and it's like you have to like step back and like, man, we really hit rock bottom. And the sad thing is, is that at that time we didn't even know we can sink lower. You know, yeah. and so, uh, but you know, now the, the the social media team, like they're very much, you know. Oh, in, they've embraced the community. We yes, we talked 100%. about we, we talked to Chris Thomas about this yesterday, and uh, we were telling him like how what, what a sea change it's been, and the way that they've embraced the community, the way that they've the way they've supported the community, the the Galaxy community that has popped up, and really like, you know, it's it's like you said, they they've read the room, <laughs> they 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 get it, they they you know they hear us. Um, and, and it's, uh, you know, and, and I gotta say, I'm pretty proud that the galaxy community has really come together and, and sort of set the example for, for this change, this change in, in, in embracement of the community. Um, it's, it's really been the fans that have done all the work and, um, really just sort of made the, the you know from a PR standpoint that that the uh, the galaxy as an organization um, make them make them sort of see them uh, see themselves see the re their reflection and and make that change make that change change it's gonna feel good thank you Jump on. For that. <laughs> and and speaking of looking at the man in the mirror. Uh, post game comments, uh, leading into the, the Dallas or not even post game comments, but you know, the, the media day leading into the Dallas game, uh, Greg Vanny <laughs> made some, made some comments that I thought.
oh, we're 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 great. Like you know, not the usual canned things that we get to hear. Um, one of the one of the things that people have been saying, or people who have, have had not really been paying attention to G two in a close way, had been saying like, "Where's Augie Williams? We signed him. He hasn't been uh, given any chances. You know, Zubac has been." Um, sort of the the guy that comes in by default if uh, Chicharito needs to come off, um, and why not why not Augie Williams? And we hear from Greg Vanny, and it's it's simple. It's uh, he had not done enough to earn any minutes since he signed the contract uh, to that got him to the first team. I mean, he had already been displaced by Preston Judd on on Galaxy Two, so. Troubling times for Augie, or was this a was this a motivation thing from Vanny? I want to say yes. Um, uh, obviously, I think Greg Vanny is a is a coach that can get the most out of its players, and so uh, I think he he he's a pretty straight shooter. Uh, I'm sure he's talked to uh, Augie Williams uh, in private um, behind closed doors about what he expects from him and whatnot. So um, I think that is. A motivational tactic. Um, the, the the thing that ran through my head is, you know, if it wasn't that, and he's kind of calling them out, and you know, he's, it, I kind of thought of it as like, okay, is this like a work ethic thing, you know, where it's like he's not putting in the work, you know, um, that he's just kind of being lazy or just uh, not willing to go that extra mile uh, to to you know to earn that spot or or whatnot. Um, that's the first thing that went through my head. Uh, that it could be uh, a work ethic thing, but I mean, it could just as easily be like, you know, kind of calling them out and just kind of like, you know, putting that, um, um, yeah, that, 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 that motivation, uh, into Augie Williams. And, um, but it's just kind of weird because, you know, fast forward, you know, what, 72 hours and he gets into the game. So, you know, he said, I got to see it more than two, you know, more than just two days. It's got to be long term. Like, well, he had two days of practice before the next game. So sure. he literally, you know, so it's, it's, it's a little it's a little weird. So I'm not sure exactly how that worked out. Maybe it's just like the, the, the depth issue or maybe this was just the perfect game or the, the, the Dallas game was a perfect game to bring in all these kids where it's like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's Dallas. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, you, you, you make the comments and then you you sit the wheels in motion and then see how it all rolls out. Um, and, and the same thing with Cabral and Grant Sear. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys caught uh, Vanny's comments about them is like, he thought that Cabral had not enough power and too much finesse and Grant Sear had too much power and not enough finesse. I'm like, bro, just you, you're balanced, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but going into this Dallas game, you know, what did you start to see? You started seeing the little flicks from Grant Sear. You started seeing the, you know, the runs from from uh, from Cabral. I mean, like, you know, Vanny says it. The player, I think, the players responded in this Dallas game. Obviously, uh, let's let's go into the Dallas game. Obviously, three one win for the LA Galaxy. I would say they were dominant. It wasn't as dominant a performance as the Kansas City game, but they still won. You know, they won the game. <laughs> so, I, I think the I, I think the dominance in the first half was pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, I, I think it, they tailed off in the second half. And as I mentioned before, I think if you're playing a different team, you may not win that game. Um, yeah. And that's just my opinion. Um, that's just what I'm seeing. And I, I'll get into the, the stats a little bit later on, just in a bit. Um, but I feel that the first half was very dominant. Uh, once again, uh, the, the Galaxy kind of, you know, set the tempo, uh, controlled the game. 
they you know held most of the possession they created most of the chances and just like Kansas City um, expected goals at halftime for Dallas was at 0.02 so once again it, it's just the offense was absolutely non-existent for Dallas um, and, and and you really can't blame it entirely on yeah well Dallas sucks because in the first half against Kansas City same expected goal 0.05 it was almost identical and so the difference is is that uh, you know the Galaxy were able to um, score some goals yeah. uh, in, in this game and uh, Re- Re- uh, you're basically seeing the exact same lineup that you saw uh, against Kansas City minus I think question uh, he starts in this game, right. but, mm-hmm. uh, but you saw uh, Revolution uh, starting in, at the center back position, and now it's like, well, if one of your defenders goes down in this game, now what do you do? Well, yeah, you know? but you, you also so, have Josh Tracken on the in, in the bench and and uh, and some other players that that would have helped. Yeah, right. And so, um, so yeah, so 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 the Galaxy put on uh, another uh, good performance, uh, able to you know again get on the score sheet and uh, Revolution uh, slowly emerging as although only two games in and we've we've seen uh, other players do this you know Van Dam did this uh, in his first game so uh, become possibly a fan favorite and I'm sure you know the name adds to that because it's hmm. it's really cool to say. And um, he goes in there and gets the opening goal uh, off, yeah. a, off, a, off a corner kick. And uh, we were in uh, 235. So that's on the um, that's on the south end. And so we're like we're practically above the, the riot squad. So we're on the other end of, uh, of the field for, the, for that first goal. And it looked a lot closer than it was. It was just like, Oh, the guy's all, you know, by himself. And it's just a perfect header and, you know, lands in the back of the net. Uh, I see the replay a little later, you know, the way you see it on the broadcast, I'm like, Whoa, that guy was kind of far away. I thought he was a lot closer and, Oh, he wasn't by himself. And Holy crap. That's a really, really good. header. How in the world did you get that in? Like, Holy shit. And so, you know, yeah, a lot of power, a lot of pace behind that header. And so, um, yeah, it, it's uh, it was uh, it kind of caught me by surprise uh, seeing it on replay, uh, and I appreciated the goal like uh, a hell of a lot more. And so, uh, yeah, Revolution uh, slowly becoming a, a, a fan favorite, and uh, only two games slowly. in. I, and... I would call that rapidly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Fair no, enough. Bobby sounded like enough. Bruce Arena over here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, um, I mean, I mean, yesterday we saw a guy with his jersey, his name on his jersey already, and we were like, Yeah, already, we we're like, That's crazy how fast that was. But I mean, we got to talk to them well, later on, and then we found out yeah. and everything. But you know, at the time, not knowing, we were like, Dang, you know, like we haven't even see, seen much of him yet. And there's like, it seemed like big fans, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. No, I know, but that's right, why yeah. I'm saying rapidly. That's that's literally right. the, whole, okay. the whole thing yeah. I'm saying. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that, Revol- you know, aside from Bond, Revolution and and Sega have been probably our, our next two, you know, uh, better off-season signings. Uh, honestly, I think... And, when, and, when... and Chicharito, obviously. 
Uh, well, he he signed the previous year, but no, 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 um, this is a different no. Guy. But I also think I mean, uh, I, different guy <laughs> but I also think grow, you know everyday growing Grand Seer as well. So, I mean, it just seems uh, yeah. like that, all these that, choices that, seem good. Like they're just turning out to be good. Yeah, and, and I think we we said that in the preseason. Like, you know what? Like, what are the chances of you striking gold for every single one of your signings? And uh, right now, it looks like you struck gold with Revolution. Uh, it looks like you struck gold with Sega Kulabali. Grand Seer, we're starting to see finally emerge um, as as a guy who could uh, be a, a legitimate threat uh, on this team. And so the 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 lone, you know holdout right now is ironically the one that you are the most invested in in Kevin Cabral and so um, that's three out of four uh, with the, the, the guy that oh, you is supposed to be the best one I would say oh, Williams sorry, too Williams yeah. Oh yes, and Williams. Yeah, and and I think you know again, you only saw him like in like two games, three games, but uh, you, you're seeing that hey, this guy is the real deal. He's definitely going to be a starter. Good signs, for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, and of course Jonathan Bond, you struck. I mean, you struck more than gold with Jonathan Bond. You straight up got like diamond platinums because uh, that guy has been phenomenal. Um, so uh, again, I think this is a kudos to you know Greg Vanny. Uh, once again, and so, um, yeah, and then and then you have to make them all click. And guess what? Uh, it's not there yet. Obviously, there's still chemistry issues, but they're starting to get it. They're starting to get it, and it's just uh, uh, the I'm going to use my trigger word here. The the potential is definitely there, but even what I'm seeing currently, it's still very encouraging. It's still it's still fun to watch. It's still very much something that like when you're watching the game. Yeah, I don't I don't ever feel that I'm that I'm out of the game, even if we're losing, it's like, oh, we can, we can come back. You know, we, we, we can create something, we can make something out of nothing and, uh, you know, salvage this, this result or, or whatnot. But, um, yeah, so, you know, so, so far so good, uh, getting back to the, the Dallas game. So before the, the first goal, I think Kevin Cabral had, uh, missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, here we go again. And, and ironically I had, I had said, uh, actually, I don't think I said it out loud. I had tweeted it, you know, that he had missed. And I said, I don't know what it is. I just have a feeling he, this is, he's going to score in this game. He's going to score. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to have that his breakout game because he didn't. I don't think he had a breakout game. Um, no, no. But, I, I think his goal was well taken, but it was, certainly wasn't a breakout game for him. Yeah. So I said, uh, he is getting the monkey off his back this game. I, I don't know why, but I have a strong feeling that this is the game that he is going to score. And lo and behold, he finally does uh, get on the score sheet. And uh, again, I, I look at the uh, the replay. Uh, it looked, again, like a you know, run-of-the-mill goal. Uh, the, the cross comes in from, uh, I think it's Araujo, maybe. Uh, I don't know who else. Maybe, maybe Grant's here. I don't it's remember. Legit. It's legit. Oh, oh, okay. That's right. That's right. It was legit. Uh, and, you know, Cabral is just making that late run, and he's wide open. Uh, again, another just almost identical opportunities uh, as he ha- had in previous games, uh, and he buries it. But when I'm watching the replay, I'm like, wow, I don't even know how that ball went in because you went, like, near post and you're like like just right in front of that post so you basically had i don't want to say no angle but you chose the more difficult side <laughs> to score on and i don't know how the keeper doesn't get that ball 
but no matter, it went in. He got the monkey off his back, and um, so uh, I was glad. Again, another one of those good things that happened, at, but, you know, uh, but, uh, last night. So, but then uh, that's the, but then that's where it happens. Yeah, that's where it happens. Like right after that goal, that's when you see it. You start to see the shimmer yeah. that's starting to come through. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like I, I think I, I think I mentioned yesterday is like for so many years we've been dealing with this giant lump of coal that's dirty and just gritty and grimy and just a piece of shit. <laughs> and then last night, you start to see that just you 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 catch you the light catches it just right and you think oh my god oh my god is there a diamond here this might be shaping into a diamond because you know what happened for just the briefest glimpse fleeting moment tiki taka galaxy was back it was uh, again. It, it was just a, a little moment, but yeah, I, I definitely noticed it. And uh, you know, you had the back heels. They they they, were, they had a pep in their step. And I think, again, I I don't think this team is lacking confidence. I think this team can really does believe. Um, and it's not just you know blowing smoke up everybody's ass. Where be hey, you know what else are you gonna say? You know you have to say this, right? I actually really do believe that they could be any team. Um and you know, they obviously understand that there are mistakes that need to be fixed and there are there's still um, things that they can do to continue to improve. But I feel that this team is that the confidence is high. And I think that obviously, you know, trickles down to the fans. And it's certainly uh, for me personally, I say I, I don't ever think that I'm out of any game. Even if I'm losing, I still feel we can come back or put up a fight to where you're being competitive enough to get that result. Um, and that's obviously, you know, it reflects on what the team and what they believe that they're doing and believe in what they're doing. So, um, yeah, it, it's great to see that type of confidence in this Galaxy, you know, team that has been sorely missing for, mm-hmm. uh, like, like I said, a decade, a, a, you know, like half a decade at least. And so, um, yeah, again, it was a moment, but it's there. It's possible. And again, you're not even fielding your your best 11 right now. So it's, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't want to get too far into that. <laughs> it's encouraging. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really believe that the the building blocks are there. Like I said, like I like I mentioned earlier with Araujo, I think the reason that he signed that contract is because he believes this team can win a trophy in the next two years. I think that uh, it's a little bit of, uh, of both. I, I obviously think that that you know he believes that he can do something special here, um, but I also believe that you know, he's twenty years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, the guy has a lot of room for growth, and he's going to do it because he's willing to. You know, to improve, you know, his work ethic is exactly where it needs to be, you know, and that's why I, I also think that reasons. he feels like he can learn a lot from Vanny, whereas before yeah. I don't think that he was feeling that. Right, of course. And I, and I agree with that. I agree with that 100 uh, percent to continue to work under Vanny and then 
you know, have a chance to, okay, if I'm going to go into Europe and have a, you know, I want a chance to, to, to play and to start, I don't want to go over there, grab a check and then just kind of ride the bench, you know, the whole right. season. I, I want to continue to improve. I, I don't think you, I don't think you would have rode the bench in, in, in Europe unless he went to a big, big team. I don't think he rides the bench. I think that he, he probably earns himself a, well, a bot. I, I think he's capable of doing it. And obviously he's still young. He's learning. I mean, I, I, just from last year to this year, you know, how many times he say, hey, this kid is the real deal. He has yeah. a lot to learn. He's he's reckless. You know, he, he's a red card away, you know, from hurting his team. And we, he did that uh, on, on a couple of occasions last season. We're like, hey, I, I love the aggressiveness, but you have to. There's a difference between being aggressive and being reckless. And right now you're being reckless. And right now you are putting your your team in an even bigger hole than it already is. Where like, hey, now you're not. Uh, going to be in the next game because you got suspended. You need to learn, you know, when to do certain things. Guess what? We haven't seen that once in 2021. Mm-hmm. That guy mm-hmm. has been on point. So he is definitely learning and he is going to continue to learn. And, you know, and like I agree with you in that I think he's going to learn a lot from Greg Vanny. He's going to grow in the next year or two. And, you know, uh, I think. Honestly, I do believe there will be a European team that's willing to pay whatever the Galaxy um, will be asking yeah. for, to be honest. I, I really do. And, uh, you know, I, I said this before. I don't remember if I said it on a pod or if I said it on Twitter or, or whatnot. I said, you know, do you want to, you know, someone asked, do you want Araujo to go to Europe? Do you want to stay, uh, you know, uh, with the Galaxy? I go, well, if he is going to have a future with the U.S. national team, if he's going to play a role, uh, a significant role, in the, on the U.S. national team, I want him to go to Europe. If he's not, or if he chooses Mexico, I want him to stay as a Galaxy player. <laughs> uh, that's just that, that, that's just my yeah. opinion. No, I, so, I, I agree with you. It, it's now and right now that he he got called into the uh, to the the Gold Cup for the U.S. and he declined the the call up because he's not ready to commit to the United States. He's still weighing his option. Um, you know, a, a lot of so many people are, are club over country, and and uh, and you know, I I, I definitely see the uh, the 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 reason why they are, um, and and certainly like I'm still very much on the fence about it. Like uh, you know, my 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 love affair with the U.S. national team has ended, obviously, uh, and I'm starting to 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 reignite that a little bit, but I'm not ready to sacrifice one of my better club players, uh, you know, to somewhere else just so that he can pursue uh you know a better national team uh place for himself or or to make the national team better right now i'm very much in the like no i want to keep my good players or if i'm gonna lose somebody <laughs> it's gonna be for a lot of money yeah yeah and like i said uh business wise it made sense for, for the galaxy they're, they're playing yeah. this uh correctly um so let's go back to the game second half starts um versus dallas and dallas picks it up a little bit doesn't look that dangerous to be honest um but before that happens uh, about four minutes five minutes before uh i'm gonna start before after halftime uh i don't know who it was but uh, the defender makes a very horrible mistake uh tries a palomita back pass <laughs> to to the goalie who uh you know obviously does not reach uh the intended target uh, and Zubak is able to uh, pick it up, uh, dribble around the goalkeeper, and in a, a tighter angle than I, again, seeing it on replay, uh, a tighter angle than it once thought, 
um, is able to bury the third and final goal for the Galaxy. Uh, so Ethan Zubak gets on the score sheet. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what do you know? Uh, and uh, puts the Galaxy up comfortably uh, 3-0. And this is around the time. Or actually, no, this was the time. Uh, so I caught, I didn't see the, the, uh, back pass. All I saw was Ethan Zubek already had the body dribbled around the, uh, uh, the goalie. Um, but, uh, at halftime we, uh, we met up with, uh, I finally got to meet Dami Barrias. Um, so, uh, again, another cool thing yes. that, yeah, yeah. That, that, that happened you're, that night. You're the favorite. All right, move on. And, I, and on. I'm the favorite. the favorite. Yes. Yeah. She, she, she goes on to say that I'm her favorite, uh, later on that night. So that, that's, a, a, again, another, another good thing. Uh, but as we were uh, coming back, uh, we were told that, uh, uh, Carlos Ruiz was in the house. And so we detoured over there. And as we were, uh, coming out of that tunnel is when the goal was scored. So I caught the, like the, the very end of, uh, just before the goal, like the very end of it. Uh, so celebrating the third goal, and then we get to uh, say uh, hi to uh, Mr. Carlos Ruiz and take a picture with him. So, again, just a lot of good things happening that night. Uh, and then Dallas starts to pick it up. And we start getting a little sloppy uh, defensively where, you know, Dallas is getting a little bit more opportunity, getting uh, uh, near uh, the uh, the box. You know, we obviously uh, in the first half just completely shut them down. Um, they start picking it up. Uh, start taking shots. Some of them. You know, not as good as others. I think there was a uh, a line clearance. I think the Pew uh, cleared it off the line after uh, Bond, uh, you know, goes off, uh, tries to make a save. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't uh, I don't know if he doesn't get the ball or it takes a, a bad deflection or doesn't clear it like long, uh, you know, far enough. And so another shot is is taken and the Pew clears it off the line and it goes right into Bond's hands. Um, and uh, eventually the Dallas goal uh, drops. Uh, and again, it was a defensive mistake. Uh, and so uh, no clean sheet. Again, for Jonathan Bond, the, the, the guy deserves more than uh, God, more than that. So it's, it's frustrating uh, to not uh, see him get a clean sheet there. But um, let me get into some stats here. Because uh, it, it, at halftime, once again, the Galaxy absolutely dominated the game. Um, but... Um, and the stats as well. Uh, at halftime, if I recall correctly, I don't have the numbers up. At halftime, the expected goals for the Galaxy, and, and keep in mind that the Galaxy were up 2-0 uh, at halftime. The expected goals for the Galaxy was 0.88. So they weren't even, quote-unquote, deserving of a goal. And they had two. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. I thought was really interesting because I personally saw the Galaxy create chances. Um, and it said that they did. It said that they created a good number of chances at halftime. Uh, why the expected goals was so low was a little mind-boggling, and I and I didn't really understand that. So um, I thought that was really, really weird. Um, end of the, the game, the expected goal for the Galaxy was a mere 1.41. So again, very low, very low. The surprising thing, and again, this is the optics where you're just not going to see this. I don't think anybody would have seen this. I was shocked when I saw it. The expected goals for Dallas was practically even with the Galaxy at 1.34. Literally a .07 difference in expected goals. According to this, this game should have been 1-1. And according to what I saw, this should have been 4-0. 
Um, really just bizarre stat for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, that's why the stats don't win the game. Right now, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, I just, I mean, but, but it's weird because the last three games, uh, with the exception of Kansas City, and, you know, we talked about that, but the expected goals have been pretty on point uh, for what uh, the result was and what we actually saw in the game. So this one was just really bizarre. Um, total shots. Again, at halftime, it was just complete domination. I think it was, it was something like 7-0 at halftime or, you know, something close to that. At the end of the game, it was 13-12 in favor of Dallas. So Dallas really, really turned it up in the second half, or at least statistically show that they turned it up in the second half. Chances created 12 to 10, I'll tell you right now, because of the the expected goals in the first half at 0.02, there was no chance created for, for Dallas in that first half. They created 10 all in the second half. So again, even at chances created, 12 to 10, uh, big chances. I don't know what qualifies for big chances, but big chances, three for the Galaxy, two for Dallas. So again, very even uh, passing, 476, 426, almost even. Uh, that was in favor of uh, the Galaxy. Each had five shots on target. And um, so uh, expected goals in the second half, 1.31 for Dallas, a mere 0.53 the galaxy in the second half so they did tail off i know that they tailed off in the second half i just didn't think that was like the drop off that they had at least uh statistic wise but it goes back to what i'm saying imagine if dallas was a seattle or a kansas city do you win this game because i don't think you do with the with with like the, the way that i'm reading these stats and again what i saw was completely different but if i'm reading these stats correctly if you have a more efficient clinical and better team you're not winning this game uh maybe maybe not i mean you know uh, uh, you can say the opposite for the other game for, for the the kansas city game i'm sure that you know um no I, I i don't i don't put much stock into the the stats themselves determining whether i you know the galaxy win the game or not oh, of they course. have to put their they have to put their chances away you know they can have an expected goal of 22 and not put any in the back of the right. net. It doesn't matter. No, and so, I get it. I, so, I, no, I so no, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the stats tell you. It, it matters what the score is on the, the, the scoreboard. Of course. But I, I, it's also important to know, like, hey, you know, you, you look back at it and, and you can say, you know, th- what kind of picture is this painting? And again, are we hit it in the right direction. Like, why is it that our defense is able to allow 13 shots in a half at home? You know, uh, yeah. that was troubling, you know, like, so, you know, you won the game, you got the results, but it's something that you, okay, this is a map of where, what we need to fix for the next one. Uh, how many chances it created? Okay. We created a lot, but we didn't score any. So now I know what to fix. Right. So it, it does paint a picture uh, for the future as well to uh, what you need to improve on. So um, this was, it's like kind of a weird game. Statistically, this was a really, really bizarre game because I thought this was a uh, a very good performance by the Galaxy, even with a tail off in the second half. I, I didn't think it was that close. Um, who was the highest rated player in this game? You got to go first here, Bobby. I have no idea. All right. Um, 
I wish I had one of those like lottery wheels with the with the the balls inside, and I could just pick one out yeah. uh, for the whole game. Bingo! <laughs> Let me see. I would go with um, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with revolution, revolution, revolution. David, what do you say? I'm gonna say either Vasquez or Legit. I want to say Revolution because I thought he was excellent and he won the Ride Squad Man of the Match. Uh, but it's gonna be something off the wall like Depew or or Grand. <laughs> I'm gonna say Vasquez or Legit, but it's gonna be Depew. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I thought this was a no-brainer, uh, personally, but uh, I I I would say Revolution, and it is Revolution. Uh, it eight point three. Uh, he, he does it as a defender. Uh, I'm assuming again his goal played a a, a big yeah. uh, factor in that. But just even more so than that, I thought the guy had a really really good game. Uh, I, I thought he obviously he wasn't perfect, uh, but I thought he was very very solid. I thought um, his his passing as a defender, 55 accurate passes, 87 percent accuracy with them. Um, obviously most of, obviously most of those passes are coming in his own half for obvious reasons. Uh, but, uh, still managed, uh, 18 passes in the opposition half, which shows you that he moved up, you know, he was moving up and he knows how to do it. So, uh, 11 long balls and nine of them hit the target. So, or at least uh, they're considered accurate. So I'm not exactly sure what that means, but, um, but yeah. Uh, and then just defensively, uh, uh, four tackles attempted, three of them succeeded. Uh, he won five duels, but lost four of them. Uh, you know, uh, four clearances, three interceptions, seven recoveries. Uh, but again, I think that the uh, uh, the goal is what played a, a big factor in making that score go up, especially as a defender. Who wasn't even the game winner? Uh, it wasn't the game winner. Cabral had uh, the game winner. Cabral had the game winner. Uh, who was second rated? Second best rated player. I'm I'm going back to my Rolodex. I'm going to say Vasquez or Legit. All right, Vasquez or Legit. I think I was going to go. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Grant Sir. Uh, it is Kevin Cabral at eight, just right behind Revolution. Yeah. Eight point two. Eight point two for uh for (laughs) Kevin Cabral again. He's got uh he's got a goal. Uh, practically played the entire game, um, and uh, uh, he had 23 accurate passes. I'm sorry, uh, 23 passes. Wait, no, yeah, yeah, 23 accurate passes. Uh, 85 percent. Uh, uh, ac- yeah, much better from him. More involved. Uh, he got yeah. more, he got way more involved in this game. Very much more involved. Uh, 16 of the 23 passes were uh, in the opposition's half. Um, and I mean, so- they better be. He's. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's his position. Yeah. Uh, eight duels won, five lost. Uh, uh, I always thought this is an interesting stat. Dribbles attempted four. Dribbles succeeded three. I thought that's really weird. Um, I, don't, I don't understand that uh, that stat, to be honest. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the amount of times you have the ball at your feet and you're you know, 
dribbling I, I, through I, I, the, I just the feel midfield. that there's like it, it would be more than four times in the entire uh-huh. game that he attempted a dribble. It's just really odd. Um, uh, this is actually uh, something because I'm just looking at it right now. It's kind of surprising. Uh, when I when I think of Cabral, he's I, I see that he loses the ball a lot, either because it's a bad pass yeah. or he's just basically muscled off the ball. Yeah. Um, Both. How many times did he lose? Yeah. How many times did he lose the ball in this game? Twice. Was that it? Twice. Once. Once. Wow. Once. He did so much better. Once. Damn. In this game. Yeah. Damn. He was. I remember. Uh, I remember him having one giveaway where like he made a pass and. It was to no one. <laughs> I was well, like, "What? What? What happened there?" Well, I mean, uh, the, the 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 stat is um, the, the 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 stat is dispossessed. So a bad pass is still a giveaway. So yeah. what, uh, a dispossessed is, uh, is uh, a little. Somebody little took the ball away from you, right? Right. So, uh, but it's only once. But again, I, I still feel that he gets muscled off the ball, or he, you know, kind of out dribbles himself, where the guy's like, "Okay, thank you." Um, and so um, only once. So yeah, a much better game. Again, not a breakout performance, but you did no, this better. this is a vast improvement. Goal. This is a vast improvement. Uh, how and, uh, yeah. 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 Um, the, who, who was the lowest rated player? And I, I'm going to just throw this out the window right now because uh, uh, officially it is Bond. Again. Mm. Uh, sadly. Yeah. Uh, so, again. Uh, no uh, he, 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 yeah, he, he he allows a goal, so it's like uh, I think it would have been different if he has a clean sheet here. Um, he only made. I'm trying to look at how many saves did he have. Uh, three. That's it. He only well, had that's three why saves. Two. So it was so, so little. Yeah. Amount. Yeah. Right. So uh, again, I, I think for like the the raise for the for the keeper that that's very much uh, you can kind of throw that out the window. Uh, so that's what I'm doing right now. So aside from Bond. Who was the lowest rated player? Mm, it's not Zubek because Zubek got a goal. So maybe Viafania. Bobby? Why don't I just keep running? Grand Seer? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking. Um, I got to hit him. I, 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 I was going to say Drac <laughs> just because little minutes. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you literally had a 10% chance at the beginning. And since you've eliminated some players, it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so come on, Bobby. Get it. Get it. Oh. Lowest rated player. Um, worst player. Uh, fuck, man, I don't know. Grand Seer, let's go. <laughs> All right, so we went from uh, he's he's the best. No, 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 he's the worst. Um, I would have said Viafania, and I thought he had a pretty decent game. That's the thing. I actually thought he had a good game, but I would have said Viafania. Um, and it was Viafania at seven seven point two. So it's still pretty high. Uh, all things. Yeah, considered. everybody's pretty high still. Um, and the thing is, is like I, I probably would have said Zubak, but because he had what a goal, there's no have? way he could be. Uh, Bond had six point three. Yeah, it wasn't the last one like five point eight? Uh, five point six, five point seven, I think. Um, and yeah, and, and so, Fania in the last game was like six point oh. Yeah, 6.0. 6. 6. 0. 0. So, so for his low to be seven point three, that's still pretty good. Yeah, seven point two. Uh, he was the lowest rated player. That's yeah, that's pretty high, and that's what happens when you win. Uh, but uh, and he and again uh, he had that yellow card, so I think that brought his his rating down as well. Um, but seven point two, and I thought he had a good game. I thought I, I liked the way Viafania played. It's just uh, I would have said Zubac, um, but again I, I think because of the goal, it propped him up to seven point six, and he is uh, the next guy up from 
Villafania. There were some pretty high high scores here. Uh, Vasquez uh, came out in the 54th minute, uh, but he had 7.9. Kleschen played the whole game, had 7.8. Legit practically played the whole game at 7.9. And Bobby, your boy Grant Sear, 7.8. See, I told you. So he was up I there. I told you. So he was up there. Uh, Araujo. <laughs> I told you uh, he was either the best or the yes, second best so or the yeah. worst. <laughs> had to be one of them. I mean, but I said it. Had to be one of them. Um, so I, I, I do want to say this about Grant Sear. Uh, maybe it was like, okay, well, was it a fluke uh, about Grand Seer uh, against Kansas City? Nope. I thought Grand Seer had another good game against Dallas. Um, missing the goal, so close, so close to the goal. Again, he had uh, uh, a shot go off the post. Uh, he had another one. I mean, he had clear, absolutely clear, you know, cutting inside. You know, uh, he's going up the sideline. He beats his defender. He cuts inside. He has anywhere he could go with that ball and he places it wide. I don't know how he misses it. Um, well, yeah, it was, it was a quick shot too. He was, he was um, going for the low percentage well, he angle had, there. That was but, still a so really do you think, good do you shot. Think the Grand Sear, <laughs> no, no, I think the way he was cutting inside, he was looking for a better angle. And I think he did do that. I mean, cause you did have Augie Williams all by himself. And I think the quote unquote correct play was to pass it to Williams, but that guy, but Grant Sear, you can tell, his aggressiveness is starting to show. You know, we talked yeah. about who has that killer more instinct. power. Yeah. Uh, and Grant no, Sear, I think. Yeah, more finesse for, 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 uh, for Grant Sear. And guess what? Like I said, he got around the defender and uh, was able to beat another one, cuts inside, gets himself a better angle. Now I can go anywhere. I can go, you know, left. I can go right. Uh, I, I'm basically taking a penalty shot right now. He decides to go far post and he, he, he hits it wide. He knows he missed it. And I don't know how he misses it. Um, but I think he deserved a goal. I think he had a really good game again. And again, you're seeing the progress of the Grand Seer is showing, which is phenomenal. Uh, it's such a good sign. And, is, is you know, Grant if you're this, this team's uh, Christian Wilhelmson. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I, I, I think that uh, I, I, I think Grand Seer is starting to get it. I think he's starting to understand it. I mean, um, and, and, and he's finding his place. I, I, I know we did, but it was, but it wasn't because of him. But I get what you're saying. I, 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 but I do feel that, like Grand Seer is, he's starting to find that rhythm. He's starting to get it, um, and he can only continue to improve. Remember, he's here for the next three or four years, uh, and he's only 24. So, um, again, it's it, it, it's 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 so good to see this guy, you know, progress forward. Um, and not just kind of be stuck in, in neutral there. Um, and if Grand Seer scores, every French player would score in that game. The French connection would have been, um, you know, on the score sheet. Yeah, with uh, Revolution, with Cabral, and uh, finally with Grand Seer. But yeah. uh, I mean, just, just 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 missed it. Just just missed it. But um, I mean, overall, I, I I didn't really fear Dallas. You know, they're they're sitting you know at the bottom of the Western Conference standings or near the bottom of the, of the Western Conference standings, and um, this is a team that, like I said, I, I don't think it was a trap game. I don't think this is a team that kind of beats themselves down after you know the type of loss that they had against uh, Kansas City. I think this is a team that was upset that yeah. they I, well, lost I, again. Team. Again, I think that had we beat Kansas City. I think this could have been a trap game, but because I, we I did not so. win it, I think this was the bounce back. I don't think so. I, I honestly believe that that Kansas City game would have even shot their confidence up even more if they get that result. Like, look what we just did. We are now in second place. I think their confidence would have been um, 
even higher. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think Vanny allows them to slip up, to be honest. I think he keeps them focused. Like, you need to keep that same intensity, whether you're playing against Kansas City or whether you're playing against Dallas or Cincinnati or whomever. You need to keep that same intensity. And I I, I think the players get it. Uh, I really do. I uh, I wasn't worried about the trap game. Um, I was worried about what type of performance might happen in Kansas City, and they didn't disappoint me. Uh, I was surprised. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and so moving forward, uh, yeah, but now you have a 10-day break. There's really weird. There are no weekend games uh, for yep. anyone in the league. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure that's the uh, because of, uh, you know, Euro Cup final and the Copa America final and the Gold Cup uh, opening, uh, opening games. I'm sure that had uh, everything to do with it. And then uh, the games, uh, at least for the Galaxy, will resume uh, on the 17th, where they will go right back to Utah and uh, face Vancouver yet again. Uh, so uh, hopefully by then, and I, I do believe that they're expecting Chicharito back uh, for that game. They're expecting Steris back for that game. Uh, I'm not sure what Sega status is, is but I mean, a 10-day break is obviously a breath of fresh air for these uh for these players, and I believe that Derek Williams is back. I think his five game suspension yeah, his five is, games are uh, is is up. So Derek Williams will be in uh, Salt Lake when they take on. Okay. You know, we're talking soccer. I'm talking with Christian Conway. He asks me a legitimate question: Who is with every with, if everybody is healthy? No, you know, national duty, no suspensions, no nothing. Everybody is available. Who is your starting center back pairing? I don't know if he asked this to you guys or not, but he, he certainly asked me. What yeah. do you guys say? Who is your starting center backs? In, in the moment, I said Sega and Williams, but honestly, I'm thinking maybe Sega and Depew. I like Depew a lot. I, I think he's been excellent stepping in for Williams. Uh, yeah, Bobby? I mean, he has, but I would go with Sega and Williams. So, yeah, I ended up saying Sega and, and Williams. Uh, I think Williams did show us enough. I think if, if he continues to be reckless, he's, you know, and he's costing the team, like, then it's one of those things like, okay, you need to sit on the bench and, you know, we need someone, you know, you're no, you're no good to us if you're not, you know, if you're doing that. So, um, I think Williams is a starter before he went out. We kind of just deemed him as, yep, that this guy is the, the real deal and it's a vast improvement from any defender that we currently have and i think sega has proven that he is there uh christian conway by the way uh said Derek williams and daniel steris which i thought was really interesting um and then i said you know what's great about this conversation is that we have this topic to talk about because when was the last time we were able to say well which would you uh, pick because before it was like well we got no choice dude we got shelvick and fucking people so like you know like pick your fucking poison here you know like you're screwed no matter what uh and you know you have options so again uh going back to the depth thing you got good depth the fact that you can have this conversation that's a really good problem to have so um it's gonna be interesting to see what what that starting lineup is uh on the back on the back line uh come uh, next Saturday, but uh, rest assured that Williams probably will be in there, and if Sega is not ready to go, I think you do see Steris mm-hmm. uh, paired up with him, 
but uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Sega is ready to go. Does he get the nod or not? I'm, I'm leaning toward that. And it's going to be uh, a hell of a lot of fun. And then uh, with Revolution, can go right back into the central defensive midfielder, making the passes that he is capable of doing. Ugh. Do you think, well, even even more interesting is, do you think you pair Revolution with uh, Jonah? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You're probably going to have to get very, very creative with your formations because I think what happens is you're going to allow Jonah to be the box to box guy where he is the most effective. He's not so going to have to worry about. Spot. I think he takes a legit spot, but I, the, the thing is, is I'm not sure that you can bench legit. I think he's probably the most ineffective so do you player bench, right now. So do you bench Grand Seer or Cabral? Uh, I don't think you're benching Cabral, and oh wow, if yeah. those are the choices, See, it would have to be legit. It, it's got to be, it's got to be legit. It's got to yeah. be legit, but that also means that you may not have a spot for Vasquez, who I thought has been, who I think has been like low key one of our best players. Well, the thing is that I mean, uh, I think Vasquez was in there because of. You needed him to be in there, either because, you know, again, injuries or you have the guys that were supposed to come in, not come, you know, they're they're not there yet. So um, I think that Victor Vasquez was always going to be the super sub. I think we said that at the beginning of the year. And, you know, and that's exactly what it is. You see the quality, you see the quality, the way that he opens up games, you know, you see his quality. You need that. If you're not getting that from Jonathan or from Revolution, then you need a guy who can just – who knows how to crack a, a tough defense, and that's Vasquez. Yeah, so, and, and, uh, and I think like – but, but that's the thing. I, I think that's the super sub. I think you you play it out in that first half, and if you cannot break down a defense or you're having trouble with that final pass, that is where you can easily step in and say, okay, I'm going to bring Victor Vasquez. And again, it's not the lack of depth. The fact that you have to switch around – good players and put one or maybe even two of those on the bench and then have either legit come on as a, as a sub have Vasquez come in as a sub Alvarez come in as a sub. So uh, Saldana, if you need to like kill the game or Harvey, if you need to kill the game uh, off or question to, to manage the game, we're like, okay, we need to, we need to slow down the pace or pick up the pace or, you know, whatever it is that veteran leadership that, that he, that he possesses. These are, wonderful problems to have if you're a coach um and no th- this team is certainly not lacking depth with the exception of the striker position um and by the way it looks like we're on our way to actually addressing that issue because one thing we haven't talked about yet is um we picked up or we sent gam money over to austin mm-hmm. and it looks like we're going after and I, I i don't have it on the notes or actually are there notes i don't know anyway uh, we're looking at a striker from Senegal uh, to to fill in that role. So we are addressing that issue. Um, I'm, I'm actually surprised that we're not looking for a striker from Sierra Leone. I yeah, yeah. Because Kai Kamara is available. Right, he is. He's a home. He's a hometown guy. He's yeah. he's friends with Augie Williams. But I, he's I, you know he's I mean, played and- for every other MLS team on the planet. Right, uh, but I I'm also surprised feel... that we're not going after this guy because he'd probably be cheap. We'd probably be able to bring him in as a depth piece. He'd be happy to sit on the bench and and do this and sort of get minutes when Chicha is, is, you know, not available or or, you know, otherwise and and be able to get. I th- and I think with this team, he scores goals. 
I, I, the, the I mean, the one thing, the I one feel... thing that we're missing sorely is a guy who can finish in the air from, from the front. Right. And Kamara um, can do that. Yeah. And, and I do agree with that. And his track record will, will show that he is a capable MLS scorer. He's done it. The problem is, is because he's played for every MLS team um, so far, it's kind of like, well, why, why aren't you consistent? Why aren't you stuck in, you know, on a team for more than a season or, 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 or two? Why have you been bouncing around so much? And I, I'm going to go, and again, this is an assumption. I don't, I don't know how true this is, but when, when addressing the Gareth Bale rumors, uh, Vanny said, and I, and this is the thing that went through my head. Uh, forget the, forget about the fact that Gareth Bale would definitely need DP money in order to come to the Galaxy or any MLS side for that matter. And we don't have it. We don't have a DP spot, nor do we need a type, you know, that type of midfielder because yeah. the midfield's already crowded. So it's not a need. Take that off the uh, off the table. What he said was what I was thinking. I go, look, if you see what Vanny is doing, he's brought in players that literally nobody has heard of. We are finding out who these players are as the weeks go by. We have no idea who. And I, you know, again, one of the pieces that I wrote in the magazine, if you don't know what I'm talking about, buy that magazine. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, Gareth Bale goes against everything that Greg Vanny and company have done this season. And he addressed that. Like, he's not part of our plans. It's not what we're trying to do here. Bingo. So, I think Kai Kamara kind of fits that. Where, I know you're a striker. I know that you're capable. And we need that as a backup. That would be an excellent backup. But he's not a good locker room guy. And he, he could fuck up that chemistry. And I think that's what it is. Honestly. And this is an assumption. I think Greg Vanny is very well aware of what Kai Kamara, Kamara is capable of, but there's a reason why they're not going after him. And I think it's because he's a bad locker room guy and it's going to be possibly toxic. And right now that locker room is anything but. So you don't want, you don't want that type of risk reward when you don't quote unquote desperately need him yet. You're still in third place. So, um, I think he. Uh, I think he even said like we're not doing desperation signings. We're gonna get the right player, and considering that he has hit gold on most of the signings, I'm gonna trust that whoever this striker from Senegal is, he's gonna fit. So, in Vanny we trust, or at least in Vanny I trust. He's earned it. All right, agreed. You know, I agree. I'll roll with what you're rolling. I agree. Woohoo! Snake eyes. <laughs> no, it's because also, like, I mean, right now this team seems to be working for each other. You don't want uh, someone yeah. with an ego coming in right now. You know, it's yeah. it's a really. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, and the Senegalian player would make be much more sense because it just feel like a lot of the players that are coming in right now are kind of grateful to be in this team as well, and grateful like that it's it's all working really well and the locker room is feel is seems pretty damn good. So yeah, you don't want to yeah. don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I'm, I, I uh, think Vanny has proven that he knows what he's doing. So that, that, uh, that, that's uh, Senegalese. Yeah, I was gonna say, way. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, Bobby made up another word. <laughs> Senegalian. Senegalian. Did I say Senegalian? Senegal. Yeah, yeah Senegalese. you did. <laughs> Senegalese. Um. So yeah, 
uh, I think we've covered everything. We've been recording for a while. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think, <laughs> it's I a think long we're good. Episode. Yeah, I think we're good. It was a good episode. All and, right. Uh, Any last things um, to say, Dave? Louis, you should be. No, I think out. that's. Uh, I'm not <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I could. I, I've said everything I need to say. Uh, um, I'm okay. Look out! Look out for uh, you know whenever we we start dropping hands for uh, for issue number two of the magazine. Uh, I think that we probably already have uh, some stuff that we're uh, putting in the can for maybe even issue number three. Uh, and uh, and hey, listen, if you want to be featured as a G in the community, uh, you know, hit us up on the socials and and you know sort of uh, tell us about what you're doing and and uh, you know we'll we'll. Uh, We'll get in contact with you guys. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. This is episode 226. It's uh, saying goodbye with David and Lewis. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later, guys. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 